The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max's NXT review for October 11th, 2017. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. I want to give a special shout out also to ForWomenMania.com and Last Word on ProWrestling.com, who both are great supporters of our show and we thank them. Also, don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. That's right. If you just type that in and wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcast, maybe you go over to Podcast Addict, you go on YouTube, go subscribe now and you'll have every single show that we do, all these great review shows, plus our regular episodes of Wrestling to the Max. You're not going to want to miss a minute. Trust me, guys. I am your, uh, well, I'm your co-host tonight. Gary Vaughn, and the official host, Mr. Paul Leeser. hey And uh, Paul, uh, looking forward to talking NXT tonight. We've got some stuff going on that I think, honestly, is worthy of lots of conversation, so I'm kind of excited about talking about it tonight. Yeah, it is a very, very busy episode of NXT as we make our way to the War Games edition of TakeOver, and they open up this evening with the first qualifier to fill the three slots remaining in the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Women's Championship match at War Games. Uh, this one features Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, and Peyton Royce. And they get a pretty decent amount of time here. You get about seven minutes. About partway through the match, you have uh, the Undisputed Era show up with Tynera Conti from the Mae Young Classic and uh, sort of convince her to go run down and get involved and start messing with Nikki Cross which ends up costing Nikki the match twice before she ends up getting floored by a spin kick from uh, Peyton and then eats the fisherman suplex to send Peyton Royce to Houston. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is, why did it take me going on vacation for war games to happen? <laughs> what the f- I, I don't get it. Like, I take off a week, and all of a sudden, hey, all that stuff you wanted to happen, Gary, it's happening. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. Okay. I didn't get to be here. Uh, no, that's really exciting. Uh, I just had to say that. This, uh, to me, is a really cool way to start the show because this is uh, something that's very important. You know, what we're getting ready to get the next champion for the NXT women's division and this these qualifiers are a lot of fun. I love them. I think there's something that's really what makes wrestling fun a lot of times because you know, you get in sports, right? You get March Madness, you get those type of things, but it's kind of all calculated and all that. There's so much more entertainment in these tournaments and so this was a good match. I think it was one of those qualifiers that you know, it wasn't perfect. It didn't have maybe everything that you would qualify in a four or five star, maybe not even in a three-star match but i think it was decent and and i I like the fact that you know nikki cross was made to look very important in this why well like you said conti had to come and get involved to have her lose it looked Mm -hmm. like she was gonna win several times in this match and i really appreciated the respect that she got in the match peyton royce always does her thing no worries Liv morgan we're still in that place of 
what are we supposed to think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I still don't know where I'm at on, on a Liv Morgan train. I, I don't know. With the new look, the new just way she's going. So mm-hmm. in the end, I, I think, you know, Nikki Cross not winning, it's not a big deal. It kind of makes me sad because I'm a fan. But I think Peyton Royce is going to be a great contender and, and and think she's also an important piece of this division. So I, I'm co- totally cool with her being one of the finalists to be in that big match at uh, War Games. So I'm happy about it. Um, so and, and the other thing is, though, I mean, Paul, I'm really curious what you what do you think about this whole Conti thing and you know her affiliation with Adam Cole and his guys. Stole my question. I was about to ask you that whenever you were wrapping up there. Uh, <laughs> I I like this. Uh, I think it, one, it gives Tynera a very big spotlight because obviously the, the Undisputed Era is the focal point pretty much of NXT right now. Uh, so you're, you're thrusting, I think, a lot of responsibility and a lot of spotlight onto somebody who hasn't really proven a whole lot on screen, right? She could be knocking it out of the ballpark at the Performance Center for all we know, but we don't know that. All we see is, so far, her May Young Classic performance, which I enjoyed. She's very different, and to that end, I think she's going to fit in well with the Undisputed Era because really outside of Adam Cole, who is uh, as great as he is, very much a prototypical indie wrestler. I think Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are very different. Tynera Conti does fit that sort of style, right? Um so I got no problems with her getting involved in this. Obviously, Undisputed Era has had problems with sanity for them to go out and get a woman uh, to start throwing in the mix there. I really enjoy. As far as this match goes, I think you have a lot of different things going on. There's some inventiveness going on because I feel like they tried to do away with the usual triple threat format, which I really appreciated. And they tried to, I think, really kind of innovate a little bit here and there uh, with a lot of the spots that they were doing. And to that end, I very much appreciated that, but I some of this didn't click in the middle for me. I, I The ending was good. I liked the beginning a lot. Uh, Nikki was wonderful. I thought Peyton Royce was a usual great self-live. I would argue this was one of her better performances on screen, but I'm with you. I still don't really know how to look at her yet. Is she still that face? Is she Is she turning heel? Is she somewhere in the middle? Is What's happening? I, I, I don't really know, but... As far as pushing all this forward, I think Peyton Royce is the right choice. Uh, one half or, or both of the iconic duo arguably could be in this match at, at TakeOver. So, uh, and, and I would argue that Peyton has been the better worker since they both showed up on NXT, too. So if you're looking for a work rate match, Peyton's a good one to throw in. Yeah, I've noticed that, really, let's be honest, Billy Kay has not been the one featured in, in most of the matches, right? And, and they've got something working with Peyton Royce, and like you said, maybe she is the better worker, and she has more to offer them at the moment. Billy Kay, I'm sure, is coming down the line and doing her own thing, uh, but it, it's, it's like you said, great pick. I If both of them get in this tournament, or mm-hmm. get in that match, excuse me, I, I'm I, I don't have a problem with that. In fact, that means a lot more to me because the dynamic duo together are going to wreck house. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it'd make that match interesting just as much as it would maybe with just Peyton Royce by herself. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm trying not to go back to this again, but I, I just want to say this. What you just told all of us, and you kind of mentioned the fact that Conti being the person that has been chosen possibly and, and most likely – to face off against Nikki Cross in this feud between Sanity and the Undisputed Era. Mm -hmm. 
that has to be the case of they really like her backstage or they like what they've seen in the performance center. There's mm-hmm. something going on there. It intrigues me. I, I have a lot of interest. It makes me want to go back and, and watch the May Young Classic, right? Mm-hmm. And see exactly what could, could be that possibility, reason why. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good things here. It's keeping me very intrigued. And in this one beginning of the show, uh, I've got a lot of questions, but I'm also very entertained. That's all I can say. Yeah, and to Tynera's, uh credit here, too, her facial expressions whenever she realized she done goofed after she pulled Nikki Cross out of the ring were pretty spot on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I freeze-framed it. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I paused it. I was like, wow, what a look to be given somebody uh, you could tell like oh crap what yeah. did i just do <laughs> i am in way too deep is what that face said <laughs> which i'll be honest with you i would have the same exact face if, if i got nikki cross's way absolutely absolutely uh you know and one thing before we move on here that i, I want to mention is there's there's a lot of history between all three of these people here right nikki cross has obviously been sort of thorn in the side of the iconic duo in their feud with Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan has history with them there too. They don't mention any of that. Like that's not even the case here. It's all about the women's championship now, which I felt kind of was a a bit of a step back in what you usually expect from NXT, right? Yeah, you're right about that. Now I, I honestly didn't put that in perspective. I'm glad you did. I think we're all so focused on post Oscar. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And I think, in fact, NXT itself is so concerned and, and really just focused on that that the past has not really made a difference. But I think you're right. We should think about that. We should probably bring those things up because I think it has a lot to do with the feuds, mm-hmm. the, the, the storylines we're trying to tell here. And right. maybe maybe past what we're doing here in this tournament, they will revisit those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Very interesting that they didn't bring it up. Yeah, it's just something that that sort of bothered me a little bit before you got the the whole Conti reveal. But uh, let, let's move on. The next matchup is Leo Rush uh, getting his actual match now with the Velveteen Dream, which this is a pretty quick squash, but this is really fun. I think Leo gets in a good bit here. Uh, the crowd is already on his side. Obviously, he's pretty well-known after stints with Ring of Honor and sort of taking the independent wrestling scene by storm and uh dream ends up hitting the the big elbow drop the the uh the purple rainmaker for the victory i i would i wouldn't mind seeing these two go at it again honestly i think there was a little bit of chemistry here i don't mind them going at it again um is this one of these hey you know you gotta pay your dues kid you know that that's one of those i now i get it the 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 fact that the Velveteen Dream has this thing with one of my favorite guys and Aleister Black, mm-hmm. that storyline is going to overshadow Leo Rush just coming into this company. So I, it, it is what it is. But I'm such a Leo Rush fan, and, mm-hmm. and I'll even say it, that the word that some people hate, I, I'm a big mark for Leo Rush. Um it kind of hurts to watch him lose this in a squash. <laughs> <laughs> After everything I saw him do in Ring of Honor, this is just killing my soul. Um, but it, it's okay. I, I, I got to have new eyes on this, and it's fine. So, yes, this all makes sense. I, I'm right there with you. I think both these guys can have another big match and have some really good stuff taking place because of the chemistry they seem to have pretty early here. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm excited about that. Uh, the Velveteen Dream does win in, in pretty quick fashion here, and that means a lot, especially if we're supposed to believe he belongs in the ring with Aleister Black. And mm-hmm. it is what it is, you know. Um, so we'll we'll see. If, but like you said, very quick. Yeah, this uh, this doesn't even touch three minutes actually. Uh, and I guess to try to sort of uh, assuage your fears here, Sami Zayn when he first came in lost a whole bunch. Uh, and sometimes it was longer, and sometimes it was something like this. So uh, we all know how well that NXT career turned out for that guy. So maybe something yeah. similar is in line for Leo. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I really think that Leo Rush is, is going to take NXT by storm. I think he's going to have a lot of people behind him. It's going to grow and grow and grow, and then the main roster is going to steal him away, and he's going to be a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. So, which I, I don't know if I should say that, but I have a feeling. But all that matters to me is Leo Rush gets a fair shot. Yeah, and I think you will. As far as NXT goes, as far as main roster aspirations, we'll just have to, I guess, sort of wait and see how that plays out. But moving on, we have uh, a video package here recapping Lars Sullivan murdering Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch making the save. And then we get the match that was made after that with Oni taking on, or not Oni, excuse me, Lars taking on Danny. And this is another quick squash, about three minutes. Uh, Birch tries to play Lars's game essentially, and that is just not a smart idea at all. Yeah, not at all. You're correct, and this is something that I'm sure Danny Birch really felt like he had to do. But I think afterwards, he really started to think, eh, "I need to find better friends." <laughs> <laughs> if they get me in these situations, maybe I need to switch my uh, people I hang out with. Uh, but no, I think this is fair. I think you kind of got what you expected, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. You knew Danny Burch wasn't going to come in here and beat Lars. You knew that for a fact. Right. But what you did expect was uh, something decent. You expected Danny Burch to have some offense, and he did. He did get an opportunity to have some offense and really kind of do just what Oni Lorcan did is showcase what he can do. But in the end, Lars is going to beat you down. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what, what the next step now is, right, uh, of – are we going to have both these guys face Lars in a handicap match, or are we going to have Lars have a tag team partner? How are they going to work this out? That would be really interesting if they brought this full circle and Lars finds himself a partner or something like that. But I, I would think it's it's got to be a handicap match next at some point. Just, uh, just I guess, sort of put the the tag team together as far as Danny and Oni goes and to just sort of cement that Lars is a murder machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, and if Lars beats both those guys, that will be a huge, huge deal, right? Yeah, and th- that'll be something that that'll be all over the place. So I- I'm really curious. I I'm still, this is not a big deal, but I'm, I like the storyline. I really do, Paul. This is nothing new. We've seen this before, but I'm just right now enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. Lars squashing people is just fun, uh, and mm-hmm. it's always the fun with big guys. At first, it's just watching them kill people. It's great. Uh, we get some highlights of the main event from last week, which is Drew McIntyre defending the NXT Championship against Roderick Strong. You, you get the recap of them shaking hands, and then uh, the Undisputed Era meeting Roderick Strong at the top of the ramp and having a bit of a conversation with him, casting some shadows onto maybe Roderick Strong is going to be a part of the Undisputed Era or not. Uh, if you've listened to to our show, you, you already know that's not the case. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it. This is going, I think, the way a lot of people were thinking, right? If you have any sort of tie to ROH, I think you're going to be getting some of these segments. And whether it's going to happen for Leo or whenever Donovan Dijak shows up on the scene, 
I would expect a lot of this. Yeah, I think so. And I think it is to kind of, you know, push things forward with that thought process along with kind of tease the fans, right? <laughs> Get us all interested. I, hey, I'm interested just as much as anybody else is. I want to know where this is going. And is this faction going to grow and grow and grow to where now you're going to have NXT facing off against this pretty big faction of the Undisputed Era? <laughs> and right now they're still decently small group uh but you add a few of those other guys in and you've got a killer <laughs> roster of undisputed area guys mm-hmm. so I- i'm really looking forward to seeing you know how this does progress but at the moment we're still in you know that waiting game where we just don't know yet mm-hmm. exactly exactly uh drew mcintyre is going to sit down interview next week uh i assume to talk about the undisputed era uh and then we have the street profits coming out uh, squashing Damian Smith and Mario's or Maros Estrada or however you say his name. Uh, th- this is super quick. Not even two minutes. Street Profits get their stuff in. Crowd loves them. I I find them enjoyable still. Uh, th- this time they were a little bit uh, more mocking of their opponents as, uh, <laughs> and then they end up celebrating out in the crowd. Uh, it's they're just a really fun team. I really enjoy these guys. Uh, this is what I call a street par- profit party. Mm. I mean, this is just it's all this was, right? They, they they just took down the guys that they were facing in no time and just went out and had a great time. This is all about them having fun. And really, you know, that's what people need to expect from these guys for a little while now because the street profits are, are gaining their credibility with the fans. They're showcasing a lot of their offensive moves to get you used to them, to get you excited about them. And, and I think for a long time now, they have been building and building and building to something better and better each week. And I, I'm, I'm very happy with them. I, I want to see them. And the tag division definitely needs a team like this. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm game. I'm I, I have no problem with it. Sure, they party a lot. You kind of have to sit there through all that stuff. But at the same point, it, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's I think it's been a really long time uh, since NXT has found a face tag team that the crowd just sort of immediately got behind. And obviously, you know, DIY aside, uh, even before that, I mean, they never really got fully behind the Lucha Dragons, I feel like, and just sort of drifted. Uh, for a long time until these guys came along. It, it's, it's it's sort of a nice breath of fresh air. Uh, definitely. Uh, you're right. And, you know, it, it's so important to have these super face tag teams or just, you know, in general, superstars because, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the moment in WB and, and at times in NXT, not all the time, but at times, you do get those guys that are kind of in the middle. You still don't know if they're really all that good or, or really all that bad. And, Right now, the street profits are all about the crowd. They're all about partying with you, and they are, like you said, like DIY, and you want to get behind them, and that's the good thing. It's it's a very positive thing, and I'm really looking forward to it. And you know, so and I'm very once again, I'm super happy for Angelo Dawkins. This is a great situation for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so that uh, well, for, first off, it's going to be Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, and uh, Sonya Deville going at it in the next Triple Threat Qualifier next week for TakeOver. Uh, for the women's title, you have, you're have you going to have Sanity and the Undisputed Era uh, face off next week as well, which should be pretty exciting. But however, we have this main event here of Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas in their rematch from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. 
uh, this was quite good. I don't know if it really reached the level that they reached the first time around, but it was shorter. I still think they told a phenomenal story. Uh, down the stretch, you have Gargano lock in the, the Gargano escape. Uh, you throw back with, uh, with Zelina here. She takes off her jacket to reveal she's wearing the DIY t-shirt. It doesn't work this time. However, it does serve enough of a distraction for uh, Andrade to escape and ends up getting the win after the uh, after a couple of double knees into the hammerlock DDT, and that's all she wrote. And Big win for Almas, right? I think this sort of at least solidifies him now as a main event player in NXT for sure. And they're sort of doing what I thought you could do with Gargano and that you could have him lose to a lot of guys to put over some big heels going forward, uh, and he's still going to be beloved. You can really start turning the dime on him, I think, whenever you want. And, and playing out the storyline of him still not being able to fully get over DIY uh, is, is still in play here. Because it, it, he obviously is able to put some of it behind him here. I just, it was still enough to sort of make him, you know, lose his focus. You know, for everything you just said, and I agree with almost everything you did say, I think for almost this is still very important. <laughs> he does need to be in those victories more than he does need to be in those losses because I think people are still trying to find a way around who this guy is and if they really are supposed to believe he's a contender. And I think he is, and I think that this is proof of that, and people should understand that you know he's going places right now, and hey, he should. Um, I, the match itself, like we were talking about, I think it works. I love the play of... You know, the DIY shirt still being an issue, you know, mm -hmm. still being something. And even though Gargano doesn't fall for it, it still affects the way he's doing things. And it affects his, you know, possible victory and causing him to lose. So I, I like all that. To me, this is great storytelling. The match may not be as good as their first one, but it's still good. Mm -hmm. It's still quality. And I, that makes me very happy. Gargano is just that. Like you said, he is a guy that's going to be there and having great matches. And maybe he doesn't win all the time, but the crowd loves him. He's the ultimate underdog at this point. Who knows what Roderick Strong is doing? Roderick Strong is kind of that kind of same criteria of the big underdog that people are really rooting for. Mm -hmm. um, but if Roderick Strong moves in a different direction, Gargano can hold that role solely and, and do wonders with it. And I am super happy for the guy. He can lose and lose and lose, but I think he always wins with the crowd. And, you know, it, this storyline of DIY, if Champa is going to come back down the line and, you know, present you know, himself and basically say, you were never really successful without me, it's perfect. It, it, it's just a perfect scenario. Now, is that going to happen? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't remember the timetable we got for Champa coming back. Um, but if that is the case where Gargano really never achieves another chance to get a championship or do anything special that's a great argument for champa to come in and say look without me you did nothing mm -hmm. i i really like that idea as well i think we've we've often talked about if gargano is around nxt long enough which which feasibly he could be um he might still be around for when champa comes back but depending on how long it takes champa to heal all that stuff. We're still looking, I think, somewhere in the, the April to, to June sort of time frame. Uh, just sort of depending on how everything goes with, with Gar, uh, not with Gargano, with Ciampa. So mm -hmm. 
all all of that, you know, sort of in the back of our minds. And and I think that's probably going to follow Gargano for the rest of his time here in NXT, no matter what. And and him finally being able to turn the corner and maybe finding success somewhere down the line is going to be a great story. It's just, you know, that he's that monkey's always going to be there until they address it. And and that's frankly a moment I can't wait for. Oh, yeah. It's going to be something special, and I think it'll be something people remember for a long time. So I, I think that's definitely a bright future uh, moment for us to look forward to if indeed it does happen. And, you know, and really quickly, I'll mention this before we do move on to anything else. I, I look at Gargano, mm-hmm. and I look at the way he's presented, even down to his theme song, right, mm-hmm. where it, it's kind of that, you know, punk rock kind of, I, I guess it's kind of, you know, it's even got a female vocalist, which is kind of unusual for male superstars, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's very interesting, and even the, uh, the little smiley-faced guy he has, all that type of stuff, it really reaches a certain demographic, and I think that demographic is young people. And not not talking about little kids, I'm talking about teenagers, I'm talking about young adults, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what they're presenting here as a full, well-rounded guy that can reach out and really grab people and he's doing every bit of that and you know if he ever reaches that point we were just talking about and heading over to champa that's great if he doesn't i still think this guy has got a lot going for him Mm -hmm. you know and they're they're, i think the the sky is the ceiling for this guy yeah i i think as far as nxt goes he could win the belt tomorrow people probably believe it you know Mm-hmm. I I worry about main roster stuff with the cruiserweight division being there, and and I certainly think he could be a boon to that division as well if they do put him in there. But I mean, looking at how NXT talent gets treated, just it sort of leaves you a little sour. I think whenever you think about main roster aspirations for these guys, because you know there's there's certain slots that a lot of these guys are going to be in, uh, and it's not to say that 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 could change and you know tomorrow as well with how WWE works, but you know it's, it's still a little depressing sometimes to think that this guy could be slotted to Tuesday late Tuesday nights, just sort of slumming it on the purple brand, you know. Yeah, it, it almost sounds like you're telling me that Gargano's the next Evan Bourne. <laughs> yeah, very well could be. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, it seems like that's what you're telling me here. Um, yeah, and, and and I'm right there with you. I, I think there should be a lot of fear because NXT mm-hmm. hasn't really been spotlighted when it comes to the major superstars. You know, they they don't really mention a lot of those guys. You know, doing great things coming out of NXT. I mean, so mm-hmm. we'll see. I, I like I said, I think Gargano's still going to grab the hearts of everybody. I I, th- I think so too. It's just you know they got to give them that platform to do it up there on the main roster. But we're talking about something way down the line. This is the end of that NXT episode, uh, and hopefully we're gonna have another great show next week too. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. Really looking forward to that next qualifier for the NXT Women's Championship match. Um, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, everybody, we, we definitely appreciate you coming and joining us tonight. Make sure you go check out W2MNet.com because you can not only find this show, but you can find all the other great content that we have, all our other review shows like Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, and of course, uh, regular episodes of Wrestling to the Max. You don't want to miss them. They're all 
just really fun. We've got a lot of wrestling news we talk about. Plus, we do other reviews. We review some of the shows that are not WWE in those actual episodes like Impact and Ring of Honor, as well as Lucha Underground. So go check out those shows. Really, really fun. Make sure you go check out FromWomanMania.com as well as LastWordOnProWrestling.com. Appreciate all that they do for us. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, once again, subscribe, rate, and review. Just do that, and you will be home free. And now we are free to leave. So you guys have a great night. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you guys later on. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.